welcome to another episode of the Pedestrian Podcast. The Seahawks keep on winning and we keep uh, fortnightly podding. Uh, myself, Stuart Court, as ever, is joined by Mr. Adam Nathan. How are we, sir? I'm doing very well, thank you. I don't know what all the fuss is about on Sunday because um, I was working and I got home uh, just as the drive started when we were 14-10 down. Um, you know, so I keep reading about, oh, he didn't play so well, didn't play so well. I don't know what the fuss is about me. I saw two touchdown drives, I think a field goal as well. And it seemed like a doddle to me. Yeah, I, I missed the most of the first half, I think. I think I, yeah, I think, I think I missed all the first half. Yeah, and it's just got to come in and G, yeah, Gino's story. And it's like, oh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> this is what it should have been like. And then, yeah, it's um, it's just, it's it's ridiculous isn't it like well i think we've like we we tried to get guests on to try not to talk about the same thing but we're talking about the same thing because this is just in the words of uh dave niehaus it just continues adam my oh my indeed i mean it's four double digit wins in a row uh-huh which is bonkers really and I, ultimately for me especially in a depressed season talent wise the goalposts have shifted now and i think you know, there may not be a better time to go and make make some damage in the playoffs than there is right now. No, I mean, if anyone was double screening our game on Sunday with the Sky game, you kind of think, yeah, like there's a chance that the the best team of those four, Earth, Arizona, LA, and the Buccaneers, are the team that we talk about every week because the the Rams. I'm I, I'm not even sure what that is. It's just something's off. With the Rams, the Buccaneers obviously are going to live and die by Brady um, and their receivers' health, and the Cardinals are just wow. Um, yeah, and then there's us. So it's it, like there's just so many aspects of the season, of the wins, the performances, the people who are stepping up. Um, Corbin Smith, as we record, is going through a a Twitter thread highlighting Ryan Neal. I mean, Ryan Neal was just cast around the league for a couple of years and he's playing like a legitimate starting safety in the NFL. Michael Jackson is was a cast off almost immediately upon entering the league and he's like I, I can't remember one bad beat on Michael Jackson mm. like, like we, we didn't even know who that was four months ago I don't think since the Saints game there's been one of those plays where you look at it and think, what on earth has happened there? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like watching the other games, with, you know, the Rams and, and Bucks game, it was just poor play. Mm. And look, sometimes teams score against you. They put a drive together and they score. That's, you know, they're allowed to do that. It's totally fair. But apart from maybe like, a, you know, Michael Dixon punt that got blocked for a touchdown, whenever it was in the last game against Arizona, I can't think of any moments where I've been sat there for the last month and thought, oh my God. God, like what has happened there? No, there's a few like missed tackles. I mean, there's probably quite a few missed tackles and what we're used to seeing in the past. But yeah, that's like little. That's what like, yeah, like that's, bad, that, bad that, that happens. Play in six, is yeah, happen. yeah, 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 yeah. But but yeah, but yeah. Like there isn't like this team didn't get beat over the top for um what eight years, nine years with old Thomas back there, and like, it's it, it's like it's what Pete. Does how he does defense and everything, but it's happening again. Like Tariq Woolen 
But the touchdown, the throwing touchdown they scored on Sunday was a crossing uh, pattern route by Nook Hopkins, who's one of our best receivers in the league. And it was clearly like a zone thing. And he wasn't anyone's... Yeah, it's just one of those things. And the other one was a, what, a three-yard pass to Zach Ertz. Mm. Like, nothing else got... was a beat. I get it was... Yeah, it's just... The people stepping off is just, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you'll get the bad individual play, which is yeah. going to happen all the time. But there's very few t- moments now where the team has a breakdown. No. I mean, even, uh, the, even the pick six on Sunday, that's an unbelievable play mm-hmm. by a top 15 pick in 2021. Like, that's just one of those players that go, okay. Like, it, it wasn't like... A Lucas Blue, Blue an assignment. It was just an elite level, an elite athlete making an elite play. Mm. But everything else is just, it's so, it's, it's not even serene because that's that suggests that like, it's a bit boring. It's just, it's clinical, isn't it? It's, mm. yeah. It's, you can see after the first play of a drive, kind of, oh, probably going to score now. Yeah. Like, even when they're trying to run out the clock, like they've got a rookie running back who's, Started four games, three games, four games, and it, like he's got the wherewithal and the coaching. I'm guessing where he's running and staying in bounds to drain the clock, like we scored anyway. But like it's just, it's it's just yeah, it's far too smooth. Than it was smoother than it's it's been for a while, and it's just reconnected. It seems like it's reconnected a lot of people, this podcast included, to. What is <clears throat> is going to happen? I mean, we're seeing teams around the league who, the Rams, the Buccaneers, in the NFC, they got the Packers who just couldn't do anything on Sunday. But the Seahawks have made the moves they've made, and they're third best team in the NFC. Probably at worst at the minute, to be honest. Yeah, that's probably giving a lot of credit to the media exposure of uh, Jerry Jones's lot. But but yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely who I've got down as the second team. <coughs> if you're yeah. saying who, who's the second best, I, I would have said that you would have said Dallas. Yeah. I mean, the Eagles are the best team because they're just doing everything. They're doing everything what we're doing, just a more explosive clip. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, yeah, they're probably more, slightly more physical, slightly more dominant, slightly quicker. It's sort of, what we're doing, at, you know, if we're at an eight or nine out of 10, they're probably ramped that up to a 10. But, yeah. you know, a couple of injuries here or there, and, you know, you know Jalen Hurts has no real pedigree in the NFL of being the guy that's going to lead a team to to glory. So, you know, if you said to me right now, you're playing the Eagles away in the championship game, fine. Yeah. To be fair, I think that's the same with any of the team. Going to Dallas would be, but that'd be Hard. amped up. It's all Hal and Michael Parsons and I'd rather not and I mean weirdly I'd rather not go and play on the road against like Brady or Aaron Rodgers to be not that he would be in anywhere near the players, but that would give him more of the creeps waking up in the morning thinking we've got to go there and play (laughs) than go and play against Jalen Hurts. Yeah. But um after Sunday the Seahawks don't face a team above five hundred currently. You were loving until December against the uh San Francisco 49ers. 
You were absolutely loving that. It's, it's mad because, like, the, you look at the teams they've even got. They've got the Buccaneers. They've got the Rams maybe twice. And then they've got the Raiders and then the 49ers. I mean, you expected definitely this game this week is probably roll flipped around a bit from what people expected heading in. And the Rams definitely. And the Raiders were meant to be better. Mm. But yeah, it's yeah, it's it's just it's just remarkable and it's just a lot of fun to watch this team because everything just seems everything's more in tune, everything's more connected, particularly the 53 players and that locker room seems far more connected than it has probably since Sherman and everyone else sauntered off to pastures new three, four years ago. Which, Fun is definitely the right word for it. Yeah. Um, and it sounds and it, some... Well, it's kind of enjoyable enough that obviously the winning part is great, but for the bigger picture, it's just, you know, if they lost a, a couple of these games, I don't think it would have affected my mood as much after it, much as you want to win, obviously. But that's kind of until now, because yeah. it's six and three. I feel like it's time to start winning. Or like now, I think I feel like the wins matter now. Yeah. Because there's a. I think 89.6% chance of Something football like insiders of Seahawks making the playoffs now. So, you know, we've been given this opportunity. And whereas in the past, that had been, a, you know, not that fussed about the result. I feel like I'd be a bit upset if they wasted it now, because this seems like a really good chance to go and win something. Even with Brady, I'd be really annoyed if they lose on on Sunday. Even with everything in, like, the mix of, like I said, Brady... Um, a decent defense in Tampa. You got Mike Evans. You got Godwin, um, and then you got obviously traveling from Seattle to Munich. Um, I think they do that tomorrow. I think they fly yeah out. Wednesday they're flying. Um, yeah, I, I would be disappointed if I'd have been. I'd have been really disappointed if they lost on Sunday because that just looks like a terribly coached team. Yeah, there is absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> we are probably a year away from Buda Baker tweeting some like Drake lyric. Cause like he's the <laughs> and, only and, and one removing, removing all associations with the Cardinals <laughs> from Instagram or something. <laughs> yeah. Cause he's like the only one who seems, I mean, JJ Watt is, is probably got a year, maybe two left. Uh, yeah. There's, it's just that what they've done down there is, is wild. Mad, um, isn't it? Uh, but yeah, but yeah, if they lose on Sunday, I think I will be annoyed because this, like you say, this is an opportunity to go into a bye week, two weeks off, get people back, get people back up to close to 100% as well. To I do that could at have... seven and three, having beaten the Buccaneers and Brady. And I mean, probably not because South is a cluster, but. Like, it's going to damage their playoff chances as well. And a playoff, NFC playoffs without Rodgers and Brady. <laughs> and probably the Rams is, yeah, it's, it's, it, there's reasons to think this, that, is, that this is going to carry on. Yeah, I think if you wanted to be a naysayer, which surprisingly we're not, at the minute you could probably have put a lot of caveats on the last four wins I mean the Cardinals as you say dumpster fire 
the Chargers were massively beaten up. The Giants probably not really the team that that we thought we're up against. But eventually those caveats will run out. And I, I think being able to play against Brady, almost irrespective of what else is going on with his team, you're playing against Tom Brady. If you can beat Tom Brady, that's it. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly. all you need to see about your team. Um, exactly. If you can go and win that game, there's very little that anyone can turn around and say, well, you know, they didn't have this player. They didn't. Like, we've had some luck with injuries against us so far this year. We've not played against the majority of team stars and, you know, that happens. But I think I've almost been looking forward to this game for a while because I want to see what they're like against the elite's mind. Um, in a way, I'm kind of looking forward to the Chiefs game in a perverse way. I want to see what this team look like against the very best that the league has to offer. And I think Sunday is going to be a really good opportunity to see that. Yeah, because record or performance uh, notwithstanding, like the reason the Buccaneers win on Sunday is because of Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Like that, was it 64 yards in 46 seconds or something? Incredible. Like it's, it's, there's no other quarterback who could do it. And to do it like he did, he didn't heave the ball downfield. It was what, probably 14 yards, 14 yards, and then... It was amazing. It was unbelievable to watch. There's no other quarterback in the league who can do that. Um, but yeah, like, in, in 2012, obviously, we used 2012 as a reference point for quite a while for what happened in 2013, but beating Brady is what kind of started the Russell, the Russell Wilson stuff. Mm, uh, like, good point. That was kind of what, that fourth quarter comeback... Uh, the ball to Sydney Rice. I just mentioned the quarterback's name as well. I keep forgetting. Oh, um, knackered. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that's what started it. That, like that, it's obviously a different Brady. It's a different situation with the Buccaneers. But for Geno Smith to lead the team to a win, to a seven and three record, having beaten um, Kyler Murray and all that money twice, having beaten probably the Giants, having beaten Justin Herbert. And then go and beat Brady. Like that MVP vote is going to be so so sweet <laughs> at the end of the season because like that could legitimately be sealed on Sunday. Like, just one. If you go to Munich and beat, you beat Brady when you're was it cast away as he was for eight seven eight years. It's it's ridiculous. It's absolutely just seals everything and leads us into the buyers sitting there for two weeks watching everyone beat the living crap out of each other. Yeah, this this is like the opportunity. This is like the conversation is already picking up around Gina, around his team, around Pete, around Walker, around Woolen, and everyone else. But it will go up another notch if they can uh, leave Germany, leave, leave the Alliance with um, a seven and three record. Yeah, I think the narrative for the rest of the season is set on Sunday. Yeah. If it's six and four, having lost, it's like, well, look, they've had a really good run, been an incredible start to the season, much better than we would have expected, but maybe temper those expectations just a little bit. If they win on Sunday, it's wildfire. <laughs> wildfire, let me tell you. But also on Sunday, you've got the Cowboys are probably going to beat the Packers. I don't know who the Eagles are playing. Um, I think it might be no, Chicago, if they play Chicago. Uh, I can check that because I was just adjusting my team of fantasy they're playing Washington at home on oh, yeah. Monday Night Football so Dallas and Philly are going to win so if, if the Seahawks can win against Brady again I said earlier affecting their playoff chances but you keep tabs of Dallas and Philadelphia and they've probably still got to play each other at least once 
if not twice. Mm. Like keep tabs of them, and you won't be going anywhere if you're in the playoffs. Mm. You'd be staying at home. Like it's that this. Yeah, I don't think I realized all this until we started talking. But Sunday is there. Uh, Sunday's gonna be large, and I think I think Sunday will be when the conversation around the team on this team. It won't be just, oh yeah, we didn't expect this. No, no, no. Like the expectations are here now after Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's it's fun. It's it really is. fun. It is. Like, like there's all the stuff about playing minutes for rookies and stuff, but that would be a problem if we weren't probably going to get defensive rookie and offensive rookie of the year. Like they're playing, like Kobe Bryant is playing legitimately like one of the best rookies in the league. And he's still the second best rookie on that unit. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say about this idea of is it still a rebuild, is it not? I mean, ultimately, I think if you only have a quarterback on your on your contract for seven, eight more games, then technically you could be a free agency swoop from someone away from being in a rebuild. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but the great thing about this year right now is that if they don't win, it kind of feels better than the Mariners. Like if they don't win, at least the majority of the pieces are in place for next year to go again. Mm. And you would think the mindset is sorted for next year to, to really push on. Um, it's not like those days where you were scrambling around to get Sheldon Richardson or someone like that to plug a gap because you're worried it could be the last season of a group's progression. So mm. I think there is a lot of optimism with me in the sense that kind of whatever happens, we will have that idea of looking forward to next season and thinking, well, that's going to be great. Yeah, and also there's, there's trust there again with the, the with the with John Schneider and Pete Carroll to mm-hmm. if Gino goes and gets his bag in February, that they can go out and maybe have a drop off, maybe issues because Shane Waldron is going to be a um, hot commodity with the head coaching job um, unless Jeff Saturday gets in there first. Um, <laughs> But but yeah, like he's like he's he he's done he's got two offenses per in now. I know McVeigh gets all of like the majority of the work in in LA, but he was a big part of that. And he is a big part of this. And like you saw like Mike McDaniel went from the run game to OC to now um the head coach of probably the other fun, the other fun off. I mean, they're ten to one to win the AFC. Um, if people are interested in that, um, like the other really surprising fun offense in the NFL is that one down in Miami. With even though all the moves they've made, there's a lot of questions about Tua and all the rest of it. But like, yeah, Warden's going to be a hot commodity, and I think mm-hmm. he might be the one who. Like, I think I think the, the success of having Magino suggests that they can get a quarterback in this system. Obviously, you're going to have rookie growing pains if that's the path they go down, but you could probably find someone who's going to have success in this system. Replacing Waldron and how he's like, in his bag, um, as as, as people, people uh, said at the weekend, that, that that's going to be the one that you're going to, going to like, okay, let's see what happens, because... Yeah, like he's coaching out of his mind at the minute. Mm. Like, what was it? What was the 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 end around the the play action thing? They they did what eight times on Sunday. It was insane. We've never we've never done that. No. Like it's it's unbelievable. I mean, do you remember on the second day of free agency last year when you're thinking, right, we need a big splash, 
and you looked at your phone, it was Will Disley signs for $24 million <laughs> for two years. And we're thinking, why on earth we never use Will? Like, why would you do that? But now you're kind of seeing why they did that because the stable of three tight ends they've got, the way they're incorporated into the game, it's not just like a random heave like it used to be. Yeah. They are a real factor and an important feature of how the Seahawks are moving the ball, which is something that we're just not used to at all. Yeah, like Kenneth Walker has like 60 yards without Colby Parkinson on Sunday. <laughs> And, yeah. they, and probably probably one touchdown. You put two touchdowns on Sunday. You got two, yeah. Yeah, like it's like Colby Parkinson is, but like again in this offense, we saw like the random names. Luke Wilson was like an important part of the offense for three or four years. Like he was yeah, a fifth he, round but, mid. He was a yeah, but he like Colby is my point. He was like a mid round draft afterthought who immediately became a part of it's yeah. But I, I think that Colby Parkinson and the way the Titans are used now, there's much more deliberacy to it now than it mm. used to be in the Wilson offense. Yeah. Um, it might have been Clinton Bonner over on the Seahawkers pod, who's, I saw it on Twitter, their group name should be Earth, Wind and Fire, <laughs> which is absolutely Balan, whoever did that. I think, I think it was Clinton. Because, yeah, like the fire we saw on Sunday is now a fan. Earth is probably. Disley, I think. Yeah, but Parkinson's got like the hippie vibe with the hair. Yeah, so wind. Wind in his uh, hair. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, no, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to try and but yeah, like they have defined like you said, they have defined roles and yeah, I guess yeah, that's a good point. But it's yeah, it's just like we're talking about Colby Parkinson on a six <laughs> and three team. Um But like a six foot seven tight end of that physical stature should be a usable asset. Yeah, it should be. But but we're not using a six six foot seven bloke. How you'd expect to use a six foot seven bloke? Mm. It's yeah. It's it's, it's, it's I mean there, who the Ojunobio Ju, whatever his name was, the linebacker. Where, That's where probably that? not how you pronounce it. No, it's not. Like, I give up halfway. <laughs> Apologies to him and his family and everyone. Um, but how did he come from? I and know. he's definitely not making his first NFL tackle. Um. Uh, to name drop, um, I had a DM message on Sunday night from the commentator on Sunday, Adam Amin, who just said, "Your boys look sharp, Baba," and like, like that's it, isn't it? Like this is all kind of is yeah, it's so much fun. And like, mm. uh, there's, there's a customer in my work who comes in every month. They go, "The seals look good, didn't they?" I was like, "Yeah, <clears throat> yeah." It's just they- fun. I always remember Mike Leach of all people talking about balance and what an offense balance looks like. And he said to him, it's not 50% run, 50% pass. It's if you've got five guys, balance is using them 20% each of the time. And, you know, even a broken clock's right twice a day. <laughs> and for me, that is kind of the, the example here with Mike Leach. Cause I do really like this idea of how the Seahawks are playing that I think, Metcalf has like seven targets a game. Lockett has about seven and a half targets a game so far. You would have assumed that given the money he got, you would want DK getting 12, 13 targets a game. You might still want that. But I do feel that if someone was to go down, the way in which they spread the ball around, the way in which everyone's getting a touch and getting a feel of it and feels part of the offense and probably feels that on any given play, the ball could come their way. I really like how they're using all the talent that they have. Um, and it, it makes me feel like if, if we did have an injury, God forbid, there's probably a way to cover it up because everyone's been utilised in a really nice way. 
Yeah, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players, nine players if you include one catch, Penny Hart. We have eight players who are averaging at least 90 yards a catch. We have zero <laughs> players above 600 yards receiving through nine games. But we also have like four players with more than 20 catches. It's, yeah, like it's, I think on Sunday, seven players caught a pass from Gino. Yeah, I mean, who, who's on for over a thousand yards? DK? Tyler's got 598, DK's got 510, and then you've got Fant and Disley in the 200. Marquis Goodwin. I, I guess Kenneth Walker's on for 13, 14, or 1200 yards all purpose. It, oh, no. Well, he didn't start for a while, but can't be yeah, far off. Walker's got 570 rush. Uh, he's got just, just under 650 all, all purpose. Halfway through the season. Yeah. Rookie, so you're hoping you have three who, guys that have over a thousand and then three or four more that are over five hundred, which is great. Yeah, a rookie who didn't start in week one. <laughs> I don't didn't he miss camp or some of camp? camp yeah, he had his hernia. Yeah. So like I thought it was knackered. Unbelievable. And uh and then you got Pete Carroll on Seattle Radio yesterday comparing him to Ladanian Tomlinson. <laughs> um yeah. Uh defense It was interesting. Did you hear um Pete Carroll on the flagship station talking about how Geno Smith is now using a wristband, which Russell Wilson didn't. I mean, sorry, the quarterback of the Denver Broncos yeah, 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 yeah. didn't. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I tweeted, it took six wins for Pete to realize how much he he's had enough of Russ. <laughs> because like, it's every week, every, like, that's it. What, what was that? Like, who? I mean, the stuff came out about Wilson being the instigator of Schottenheimer being fired. Did, did Shotty ask him to wear a wristband in 2021 or 2020, 2021? Why would you not want to wear a wristband? I don't know. I, I don't know. If, like, the thing is... By the way, when we say wristband, that's kind of the, the like the flip chart that Brady yeah, wears on his exactly, arm, right? That's exactly my point I was going to make. Like, in golf, if Tiger Woods does it or Rory does it, it's probably sound. In tennis, if Murray, Federer and Nadal have done it, sound. In, in American football, in the NFL, if Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are doing it, it probably works. <laughs> like, uh, Drew Brees, did he wear a wristband? Probably, I mean, I, I would assume. Yeah, I, I feel like I look, remember him looking down yeah. at his arm. So the three most potent quarterbacks in this generation of quarterbacks do it. But for a decade, I've got to be honest, I'd never noticed. No. But it, it explains, like we've said a few times this podcast this year, that they're not wasting any, well, not many, as many timeouts with two, three seconds left after a timeout kind of thing, like a little stoppage, stop of the clock. It's that when you put, you go, oh, yeah, that, that might be why. <laughs> but yeah, the, the shade being thrown is. It has to, yeah, it has to be deliberate. Even though, did you hear Gino say he was going to go and get some sleep now? No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a really cool interview bit that uh, Chris Thompson did on ESPN, their game day stuff with Gino. It's just like he's got some, like he says, he's got some swag, man. Like, you, you the thing with Gino, and I think we'll think we may have mentioned this as well at the minute, still is watching how he is, how confident he is. Is why if you got all that confidence and swag and everything else of it, and clear you got ability to play the position that you're paid to play. Why are you searching your name on Twitter? 
Because <laughs> he's clearly quite like content and confident and comfortable in his own skin. So why, man? Mm. But yeah, that's picking it. Yeah, it's just it's it's mad, absolutely mad. We are rolling. Uh-huh. Is what a player on the team texted me on on Sunday night. Nice, nice. Uh, we are rolling. Yeah. So uh, I think they're feeling it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we said before that like that place is a dark. We've been told that place is a dark place after losses. Mike Dugas said it's a different vibe after losses and wins, which is probably the same with anyone, but and any athlete. But mm. yeah, this. I just couldn't let you have the only name drop on the show. It's okay. Well, it wasn't a name drop. You didn't say name, but anyone who's listened over the past. 17 months probably nice yeah. like it is um yeah uh it's just uh anything else from sunday no i think just i'm i'm basking <laughs> in the glory of, of this wonderful the, team right the, now the game is at half two on saturday which is helpful or sunday sunday what did i say you said saturday okay um spurs got leads on sat on saturday but i'm catering again on sunday so the job doesn't actually start until 5.30. It just depends on how much of a piss take I want to make with my chefs and just say, see lads, I'm off to uh, get game pass up or something. So I think yeah. I'll be keep keeping uh, half an eye on it and, and pretending to work with the rest. Like yeah. normal, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so half two means we can sit back. I mean, we could don't, let alone enjoy the bye week. We get like red zone on Sunday. Sitting at yeah. Three. Terrific. Uh, yeah. Uh, do I have a spin in a bin or... Yes, I'm looking forward to this because I've got someone. I'm certain you've got someone, and I reckon it's the same person. Oh, uh, yeah, probably. So is. I think we should say it on three together. Okay, okay? I'll count us in. Okay. okay, one, two, three. Adam Schefter. Yeah, I was really concerned, that's why I didn't say it. I was concerned I was going to say someone else, but yeah, Adam Schefter. Oh, you ruined it. We could, oh, yeah. That could have been such a moment, nice moment of harmony for us. <laughs> yes. Um, you, you can, you can lead it off because. Uh, you, I think you're more annoyed that I saw it actually on your Instagram and I thought, what is going on there? So I'll, I'll let you uh, have the stage for this one. It, there's Jeff Saturday was made head coach or interim head coach. Sorry, Jim, I say um, of the Indianapolis Colts yesterday. Um, and privilege was a word which was flying everywhere. Um, Charles McDonald, people are rightly, Jeff Saturday was Jeff Saturday um, was a, a coach for the NFL for the next what 10 weeks privilege hold on hang on sorry just to stop you there when I thought interim coach I assumed it was like one or two is this meant to be like he's the coach for the rest of the season is I, that what they're alluding to that's what I thought it, like he said but Jim, Jim says words used the words maybe longer last night Oh Christ! I just assume it was like a one or two game thing. No, just because... no, no, no. That that make the press conference even a more dumb idea than it already was. Oh my goodness! Okay, sorry about that. Yeah, privilege um, was the buzzword on socials yesterday after the Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Saturday, um, and he, a man who receives text messages and emails from Drew Rosenhaus every day. <laughs> has found privilege enough to mimic a quarterback celebrating a hard-fought win against a team they were seven-point uh, 
favourites against and his old team to dance shirtless on a pre-game show. He has... Why is he on the pre-game show? With Randy <laughs> Marcelo Fitzgerald, is Matt Hasselbeck still on that pre-game? He definitely is on Sunday. I didn't see he was on that one. But, oh, you're a man who tweets out emails and text messages, sometimes word for word. <laughs> and, like, you spent the... Oh, my God. He's... Yeah. <laughs> Keep like, going. It, 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 rap, sheet, rap sheet is annoying. It's, the thing with rap sheet is it's funny because he's always after Schefter. Yeah, and he's but a buffoon. If, yeah. But you watch rap sheet on McAfee every week, and he is absolutely brilliant. The tongue is firmly in the cheek for like the entire 15 minutes he's on that show. He knows what he is deep yeah, down. He, yeah, he's, he's like, yeah, he's playing a character, basically. Like, as I've said quite a lot, everything is wrestling. Schefter can, oh, I don't know. Like, if, yeah, CM Punk, just get, get him out of there. Like, just, what, why is he on that show? Why is he mimicking Kirk Cousins celebrating a win on an aeroplane? Why is it going everywhere? I know I help that, but I've got like 40 people who see my stories. I'm not exactly going to. Like, Adam Schefter, Gabby Agbontnohor, Jermaine Pennant, Jamie O'Hara. They're basically the same level. Stop it. Stop stop it. What like and, and he was doing it doing the uh, just like that thing. Or do you like that whatever he's cut cousin says? Like he's privileged to be there by answering emails. Just get him to read out the emails and get him off. Like it's it's so annoying. We see it over here with solid coals of the world and all this, but they're not dancing on Sunday night, um, Monday night football with Neville and Carragher. No. They, they're on Sky Sports News or outside Stamford Bridge pretending not to be Chelsea fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so that, what is going on? What is going on? It's all about privilege. But anyway, your, your turn. No, I, I, there, there's stuff to say at some point, maybe save it for next week. Uh, about the KJ Wright situation that happened last week. But um, no, no, I think I'll leave it with the Schefter thing right now. And uh, yeah, that's a good way to end it. And there's no one else? No one like... I've got some clients that can go in the bin for various different reasons. I don't, <laughs> think, that's the, uh, I don't think that's the reason for this. Uh, no, I will leave it at that, I think. I'll leave it at that. Uh, yeah. Um, it, it was nice not to have Kenny Albert on Sunday. Yes, it was. I mean, it Adam, I mean, nice. he's not just a good dude, a nice dude, and but he's, like, very good at the job he does. Yes, he is. Yeah, and him and Darren Johnson make a more palatable pairing than him and Matt Schliff. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so this week the Seahawks play in Germany, as we've said. Last week um, I talked 20 minutes or so. And then forgot to upload it over the weekend to catch up with Max, who eight years ago, Adam, we... We're in Seattle with indeed um, for the Raiders game. Uh, yeah, so it's cool to catch up with Max and hear about how the weekend's all going to go down in um, in Munich this week. So here's that chat. Walker looking for an alley, and Walker pounding his way into the end zone for a touchdown. Two touchdowns. On the day for the rookie. And leave on a jet plane 
as one of the first two teams to make the trip for an official NFL game, a regular season game in Germany, in Munich. I mean, there's only one person, there's only one person that the Ped Pod can speak to, to just gauge the excitement levels, the stress levels with organised and everything as the Seahawks make their way over to Munich. And it was my first game. I'm pretty certain it was your first Seahawks game as the Seahawks played the Raiders in 2014. My my not my first game, but my um my first game that year because I went oh, for two okay. games. I think. Yeah, I, I, I forgot you've long been a a, a, a jet setter. So hey, yeah, welcome to the Ped Pod, Max. Thank how, you. How, how are we doing, sir? I'm good. How are you? Not too Excellent. bad. Nice introduction. What a nice. I mean, there's been so many great guests on the Ped Pod, <laughs> and then there is. I'm not. I'm not living up to that standard. <laughs> I promise. Uh, no, no, we, me and Adam never do either. So don't don't, don't feel any pressure. Me, me and him managed to come on here and put out content every week. So, um, but yeah, like the Seahawks are coming to Germany. Like you've made those trips. You went to college, as your hoodie shows in uh, just down the road in in uh, Eugene, Oregon. Go Ducks. But they're finally, uh, but yeah, they're finally coming to, they're finally making you travel like an hour instead of 12 hours. I mean, that's, that's true. Yeah. I mean, pretty fun, exciting, but as I said, stressful at the same time. It still doesn't feel real, to be honest. I mean, we're, we're not even two weeks out. We're like 10 days out of, of the Seahawks playing on German soil. It's yeah. I don't, I don't know what to say <laughs> excitement is real I, i'll be there the whole week um just try to make as many memories as possible yeah so yeah i mean like when, when the game is announced in germany kansas city were um uh one of the rumored teams like yeah that makes sense that does make mm-hmm. sense it's it's a fun offense it's a fun team they're gonna win games and that's the seahawks as we yeah. enter yeah. enter into the, to the trip i mean I'm not making the trip personally. I don't think Adam is either, but there is, there, there is a tinge of regret there. But I mean, this season for your like advertising marketing purposes has been perfect, hasn't it? Uh, I mean, yeah. And now we just <laughs> learned today that three current players of the month are coming to yeah. Germany. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's that's incredible too. So yeah, and, and and speaking of the Kansas City Chiefs being a front runner for that game, I think. The Seahawks or Seahawks fans were pretty lucky in that sense because I think there's like a veto right for the owners. And I think the game that was supposed to be played was the Chiefs versus the Buccaneers. And I think the owner said, I mean, that's that's too big of a game for our market. <laughs> um, we're not going to send that game to Germany. So just get the trashy Seahawks. Yeah, Take them. Yeah, yeah. And just, just here send, we are. Yeah, just send Gino. Just send Gino. Yeah. I mean, the, the Seahawks was... The two teams next week currently, as we as we record, as one of them scored twenty six, need twenty seven points per game, and one of them scored eighteen points per <laughs> game. But it's the other way around, Max. Tom Brady is the, t- the person leading that offense with just eighteen I mean, points. I mean, this is- can can you believe the goat is coming to Germany, and at the same time we're gonna see Tom Brady play at Allianz Arena? <laughs> I mean, the MVP chance can only probably start in Munich. I think. I think. I think that's. I think that's part of the deal. So. Yeah. True. Yeah, but um, but that's obviously the German Seahawks. I mean, I, I I said to Mike Dugar when the game was announced, I was like, if you thought London was something, wait till you get to Germany because German Seahawkers, all the work you do is unbelievable. All you guys over there, Thanks. but also. 
but German NFL fans are probably even more rabid than the UK <clears throat> UK fans are. So what what people who were making the trip over from America, they're, 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 they're probably in for quite a shock when they land in Munich next week and because it's, 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 it's a big deal, isn't it, in Germany and it's, particularly? It's a huge deal. I mean, looking at, I think, the, the when the pre-sale, when ticket sales started, there were, I think, 700,000 people queuing in line to get tickets for a game in a stadium that has like 70,000 seats. I mean, there might have been a lot of bots trying to get tickets for all those resale platforms. But I mean, the interest was real. And I think the German um, NFL Germany general manager said that they would have been able to sell like 3 million tickets for a single <laughs> game. That that shows you how real the interest is for the NFL in Germany. How did you get? Why the Seahawks? Yeah, well, I think every, everything in terms of football for me started with the Oregon Ducks. Um, I was on a family vacation with my family in Oregon, like West Coast trip, LA, all the way up to Oregon because we have a friend of our family in Eugene. And as, as it happened, we were in Eugene on game day. It was the Ducks playing the Huskies. And that was my first like time being in touch with American football, college football. And it was just the whole city was green and yellow. And at the same time, purple with the Huskies. And I was just very curious and excited about what was going on. So when I went back home, I started doing research and figure out, I mean, football is a big thing in the US. And I happened to become a student at the University of Oregon as an exchange student from Germany. And well, my 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 pro team, I just, it's not a romantic story at all. I just figured that I should pick the closest That's pro team to my college team to be my favorite football team, yeah, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. So that was the Seahawks. Yeah. And then, but obviously over the last, probably the last eight years, the German Seahawks in particular have exploded, haven't they? Like skyrocketed, yeah. like members, yes. numbers, and the output, the content you guys do is is, is second to none. So Thanks. I, had, I, had, I mean, I think you were at the birth of that, weren't you? The German Seahawks, you were there. You, you were behind the start of all that as well, weren't you? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm the founder. And I think one of the greatest stories I, I like to tell is the one how I met Ian Robert Smith. Because yeah. um, I was going to my first NFL game in London in 2012. The Patriots playing the Rams, I think. And I was wearing my Marshawn Lynch jersey, like the only person wearing a Marshawn Lynch jersey outside of the United States, maybe at that time, maybe. <laughs> um, and I was walking, I think it was Trafalgar Square, and then there was this big guy with the leather jacket and his big flag, and he was just approaching me saying, oh, so you're a Seahawks fan, I can, can I give you my card? And he gave me that UK Seahawkers Booster Club card. And that's how I signed up for the UK Seahawkers. So I was a UK Seahawkers member before I became a German Seahawkers member. And then during my exchange year in, in the US, in Oregon, Ian and I decided to meet up for the Tennessee Titans Seattle Seahawks game in 2013. And then that's when we started thinking about, well, maybe there's a booster club in, in the UK. There's one in Mexico. There's quite a few outside the United States already. So what about the German one? Let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's get into it. And well, after the Super Bowl, we decided to found that club and apply for yeah, a chapter. Blossom. I mean, you had... John Schneider and Pete Carroll taking German lessons at oh, VMAC yeah. in April and May. I mean, well, that must have been quite a trip for you. For someone who met a guy in Trafalgar Square, then you got the two vision makers for the Seahawks. 
in a room learning German. It's, yeah. What can people making the trip expect in Munich next week? Obviously, a lot of beer. I've been to Munich oh, myself, and there's beer at plenty. every corner, I think it is. But what, what kind of German Seahawkers, what, what can people expect that are making the trip? We, we have a couple of events laid out um, over the weekend, which for us kind of starts on Thursday, because that's the first day of NFL activities in the city mm-hmm. on Odeonsplatz, the bigger um, square. Um, so we will have, um, we were offering some um, couple of city tours in English and German for all they want to join, free tours. Um, then one thing, since you mentioned beer already, um, one thing we're going to offer is a sort sort of a beer diploma where you have to make sure you visit all of the popular Bavarian breweries <laughs> or Munich breweries like based in Munich um, and try one of their like signature beers and then get a stamp on your ticket. And that's, that's kind of your beer diploma. And you got to finish, I think, every glass from from that list um yeah you'll be drunk but you'll have that diploma which is an incredible incredible thing to have so yeah (laughs) that's a big part of the activities and then obviously we have our huge saturday night party um learning from the best since you guys from the uk seahawkers did a great party on the night before the seahawks raiders game in london um at the what, what was the bar called? The uh, London Leaven Hall? Yeah, Revolution. Revolution. Revolution Bar. It was such a fun night. I mean, Steve Rabel was there. Yeah, um, and we're, we're going to try to yeah live up to that standard that you set, the bar that set. Um, and then we'll see. We'll have, I think, around 850, 900 people. Sold out party. It's going to be a two-floor um, Wirtshaus, like a bar, Bavarian type bar, and um, lots of beer, lots of drinks. There will be Bavarian food. There will be a DJ. There will be, we'll see some guest appearances from the Seahawks. Blitz will be there. We're we're gonna be yeah open to anything, and Seahawks gonna surprise us. So we'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah, that's I mean, nine hundred Seahawks fans from all, all over, over the world. That's yeah. that's the the best part about it. I'm gonna be there and just stand there and shed a tear because I mean that's <laughs> that's what I dreamed about when yeah. I started the whole chapter yeah. connecting people from all over the place just to be there and have fun together have fun <clears throat> talking about the team they love and yeah just enjoy a great night a great yeah. weekend yeah that's awesome um what 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 former also we had we had in London we had Walt Walter Jones and Jacob Green mm-hmm. what former players are the NFL sending over for KJ White, KJ, KJ will be there. KJ Bright. Yeah. Um, I think he's gonna be like the special guest the Seahawks are sending, and then there might be some others. Uh, I heard of Jordan Babineau, maybe might be there. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Um, KJ obviously mm. being the big biggest name, apart yeah. from the players that still play. Yeah. Um, yeah. We hope that um, John Schneider is gonna make an appearance at at the Verts House at the at the bar because the the place where we have that. Party is called the Schneider Boy House. John <laughs> Schneider at the Schneider Boy House. I mean, that has that has to happen. So, so obviously, when, when the Seahawks came to London in 2018, it was very much a Seahawks home game. What, what what's the Buccaneers represent, representation going to be like? Certainly, certainly not as big as the Seahawks representation. I can tell you. Um, but you, do you mean from like an official standpoint, if they no, have their no, own no, bar, like, no? like, like fans in, in, in the Alliance next Sunday? What's yeah, what, yeah. What's the, well, I've, I'm not sure, but I know that the Seahawks are one of the two or three most popular teams in Germany uh, as we speak still. Um, so I, I'm expecting 
this to be a home game once once again. And we, the whole the whole weekend we um, we call we call it a Heimspiel party on Saturday. Heimspiel meaning home game, okay. and the whole weekend is going to be a home game for us. And we want to make the Seahawks feel right at home at Allianz Arena, and we're going to make our be- do our best to to make the twelves be heard at the yeah. stadium. I mean, the home teams don't lose very often at the Allianz either. So. But like, there's people making trips, what I should say, from all over America. There's people who made trips to Seattle, but there's also people making their first trip to a Seahawks game. So yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. it's, it's it's one of the best bits about London because there's people who are at their fifteenth game, but also at their first game. So it's 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 a really cool thing, and it's really cool that not only yeah. are the Seahawks good. Is that? It's not too early to say that. I don't think. But no, 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 you're good. You're, good. you're fine saying that. Yeah, you're yeah. Fine. Um, but like, yeah, that they're, they're going to a place which is like I, I know and a lot of people listening know how rabid the fan base and support is for the team over in Germany. So it's, it's it's a very cool mix of if things go really well for the next three months, you can always say the Seahawks did something, including uh, a trophy. Uh, uh, Allianz. So yeah, it's going to be yeah. sure read on the Seahawks. Obviously, we're, we're recording this before the Arizona game, mm-hmm. but like before that, what, what's your? I mean, this is just. I mean, your background on Zoom is Geno Smith in the uh, deal with it um, sunglasses, but I mean, he is. This... But, would, but would you believe me if I was saying I'm, I've been a Geno believer from day one? <laughs> not not <laughs> no? a percentage of yeah. Belief. Yeah, yeah, maybe not. Yeah, that would, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be prophetic. But yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm excited about this team. I mean, we've just mentioned it. The two rookies of the month are coming from Seattle, and I think they just hit a bloody home run on on their draft. And looking at those two young t- rookie tackles, looking at cornerbacks, looking at uh, that running back. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Walker is Walker is insane. I mean, people told me that he's such a pure runner. Yeah, and I, I was like, okay, well, we have Rashad Penny, and he he went off mm. at the end of last season. I and I drafted him way too high in all of my fantasy leagues <laughs> because I was a Penny believer. <laughs> but looking at Walker, I mean, he he is that pure runner that everyone says he is. It's, it's insane. Yeah. It's so much fun to watch, and I just hope that. This keeps going. I mean, they if they lose some more games, that's fine to me. I mean, I think it's just it's just started to become a lot more fun again to watch Seahawks games. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's very it's very much me. Adam has said in the podcast quite often the last few weeks, where it's just well for me, I don't think I realized how ugh the last few years were until watching mm-hmm. this, particularly on offense. Watching this, watching DK Gino and. Uh, Ken Walker and stuff. I mean, I, I keep going back to the Austin Blythe sound effect where he just goes, mm. "Ken, that kid's special, man." And that's all it is. Like, it's just yeah. they caught lightning in a bottle, like they did a decade ago. It's just we're now on that journey. Maybe with a bit more appreciation with what could be happening, could happen, and could like what these players could do. But yeah, it's mm. just it's it's a lot of fun. Um, Talking about appreciation in general, I mean, now that Russ is gone. I mean, we. I think we all, like, every single one of us has to acknowledge that. I mean, Pete, mm. Pete might have been right yeah, all, yeah. at all the time. Like, I, I mean, it's still early, but looking at how Pete is playing out two fourth downs 
I mean, with with Gino, and he never did that with Russ. It's just such a smack smack in the face for Russell it's, Wilson. It's, it's, there, there, there's a lot. There's a few stats where Gino is near the top, and it's like, huh, that's what Russ used to do. And then you watch Russ with the, the deep balls, balls, right? Yeah, the deep ball one is even last year with this team, and you just you just didn't see it happening. But you're going to see that happen in the Alliance, red carpet's going to be rolled out for him and everyone else. And there's people I know who are going and I can tell how excited they are. And I'm sure the entirety of the German Seahawks. I mean, how, how deep is the German Seahawks now? What's the, what's the we're membership at, right now? We're at 1,828, oh I think, yesterday. Hey. So, yeah, it's oh. insane. And I wish we could have, like, gotten tickets for every single one of these people. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know how it is. You yeah. didn't, but I mean, yeah. st- there's still going to be a lot of Seahawkers at the game. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there will be. It's going to be. It's going to be quite an event. It's, it feel, again, it feels like it, the league and the NFL and the they don't really realize what they're going into. Like I said, yeah. Uh, where can people keep up with everything on social medias and ahead of everything next week? Where can they follow you and stuff? And you know, where, where should people go? People listen to it. Where should they go? People sh- yeah, people should certainly um, go. Follow us on Twitter, Seahawkers, G-E-R, on Instagram, German Seahawkers. Um, those are the two main channels that we're going to be pretty active on. We'll, we're going to make sure that everyone who is who is around Munich knows where to go for like group photos, for party, for meetups, um, anything. So we're, we're just going to be um, like a service platform for everyone, every Seahawks <laughs> fan in, in Munich and in Germany. So we just want to make sure everyone has the most fun possible oh yeah it's, and obviously on the website as well germansyhawkers.com yeah <laughs> and also as, as i said before we start recording eight years ago today max we were in what was mpop uh done in the macklemore um you could the, say we were thrift shopping we were kind thrift of. shopping yeah but <laughs> yeah uh with the with the coats and that was eight years oh, ago. that was fun it's, it's very strange it took eight years to get your face on the podcast soon but here we are. Yeah, I appreciate it. Good to see you. Good to see you looking well. Enjoy next week because I know how much fun 2018 was. And to all you guys who are organising things and running things and committees and all the German Seahawkers fans, it's, it's going to be a week that you'll talk about forever. And yeah, let's hope the Seahawks win this week against the Cardinals, but obviously more prominently and maybe importantly, they get mm-hmm. the dub. The dub in uh, Alliance. Let's go. And we're going to make sure to represent every single 12 that can't be there like you. And we're going to make sure to, yeah, just wrap the 12s. Uh, cheers. Cheers, Max. Cheers. Thanks, Stu. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, I do kind of regret not buying tickets to Germany. The closest it's got. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, all the usual means and methods if you want to get involved with the podcast. The Seahawks are 6-3. and three, So, Jump on if you jumped off because we've been negative daily the last couple of years. We're being positive persons <laughs> now. Um, we're enjoying the ride just as much as probably the vast majority of people are. Um, there's no football on after Saturday. Well, no club football on after Sunday. So what else are you going to be doing for the next four weeks? Um, I know how awful. Yeah, I'd much rather watch COD for the next month in England. Um, but yeah. Uh, We'll make it work, Studio. Yeah. Uh, Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, Patreon.com, if people want to sign back up for that. Uh, yeah. Enjoy the game. Enjoy Germany to all those who are going. Munich is quite a city. And until next time, this has been the Pedestrian Podcast. Go Hawks.